Well, boys, made it. 12 fucking days of the war horse. Despite absolutely, well, maybe not every, but monumental efforts from the forces of evil and darkness to stop us. Fuck you. Can't fucking stop me. I'm gonna fucking think about you. Isn't that the madman? Probably the only... Everyone loves Madman. Eh, Madman. It was okay. That's a great meme, though. Standing in the elevator. I don't think about you at all. Really the only takeaway, personally. Although I did like the allusion at the end to, like, the ad guy going on to the Esalen Institute. That had some serious power. And, no, you know, that would have been... God, dude, do the first two, whatever season, then just go to that story and fuck off with the rest of the, uh, you know, hand-rubbing shit. All right, so a couple of uh, notes before we wrap this whole thing up. Do you think it can be wrapped up? Yeah, it can. Everything was laid down in the previous two years. I think I'm pretty happy with it. We will go forth with season three in a new format. I think that the way I'm going to do it is to, which is my intention at the at the outset, was to have a revolving cast of repeat characters, like a novel, and so. Several, if not all, of the previous guests I will invite, and I have spoken with a couple of them, I will invite back. And we will do half hour lightning rounds um, as was kind of, you know, sorted out in season two. That seems to be a pretty manageable way to approach it. It goes over, it goes over. Yeah. So this episode, wrapping most of esoteric survivalism up, you know, um, without all of the fucking particulars, I think that we have framed the house, if you will. You can stuff whatever accoutrements. You can wait 10 years to plummet and go off grid, whatever you want. But the bare bones are there and they're rock solid. The only bit 
that remains is this moment I was alluded to in uh, the last episode. So I'm gonna I'm gonna walk all around it. I'm gonna lift it up, spray it off, poke it, point at it, whatever. Take pictures and measurements. I make sure that this point is absolutely fucking crystal clear. However, a couple other notes before we get there. I don't I don't have any idea, right? Neither do you what the quote timeline looks like. Having returned to Instagram. I noticed that there seems to be hardly an effort at there was never a great deal of like interaction or engagement there. It seems to be a source of, you know, screen time entertainment for people in the morning probably when they get to work and they want to avoid shit and at night before they go to bed okay seems like most people watch these stories that scroll across the top and don't really scroll down the feed for what are called posts very different it's absolutely littered with ads um, with no control or limited control anyway. And I, I haven't seen virtually anything political at all. Whereas Twitter, you know, much more open season there. I've stripped things down to... I, I mean, I'd be honest. If I had the orange juice, I'd fucking mix them. But once again, sparkling lime water naturally essenced I might save half and go home to where my orange juice is my kid my boy says orange orange juice kind of some slack he's not even two Um, point being here the algorithm on Twitter wherever the fuck you are is working over time constantly feeding off of what you put into it and then reconfiguring based on some high order uh, level of like desired outcome. It's hurting at that level. And so as predicted, it's, um, you know, it's going to be regionally, it's going to tailored to, to you and, um, what all is going on there at Twitter is not entirely clear, I don't think, to anybody. Here's my point, though. In, with that uncertain understanding, I do get a, a tremendous amount of just uh, fucking open throttle hate on Israel, which I love. Fuck you, Israel. <laughs> Put that in your fucking algorithm and bury me once again. So what's going on with this? Um, it's very hard to tell. I, I do believe, as I think I sort of mentioned before, my best guess is that this is going to be the old switcheroo at some point in the not-too-distant future. How and why and for whom, couldn't say. 
But I, so what I'm talking about is photos and videos constantly of uh, dead and maimed children. And uh, personally, this is very hard for me to stomach. I have not yet, uh, you know, pussied out and fucking hit the trigger warning or whatever. I, you know, I'm not really built this way. But I, I'll be honest, I mean, it's disturbing. And it, and I understand why um, from th- that particular angle of, you know, psychological operation, if you are, you have this platform. I mean, and these are inc- it's some raw shit. Um, not quite like entrails uh, scraping across the floor, but dude, not that far from it. So what is going on with this? What is going on with the fact that if your algorithm or if your timeline or your whatever your life choices, let's say, have led you to this particular experience where you're looking at the state of Israel, um, there's no other way to say it. I realize that there are retards many of them in the world who somehow believe that this totally fucking fake nation I you know if you if I've occasionally the the anti-argument comes down my timeline as well and I've looked at it in the past and made my judgments and here I am but you'll find people who are clearly just paid they may be bots I think that they have both right they have like the the spam attack and then they have actual humans who are trained in anti-argument like making shit up and these people will spend all day talking about well this is really what happened to Palestine there's a reason why it's called why it's you know it's this massive piece of land not massive, but on you know, relatively speaking, to what it's been reduced to, what what is now Israel was once Palestine. These people, all of this stuff is, it's uh, it's alarming in to see what can only really be understood to be the quote right wing, the the right wing retards. Um, the twin fucking doppelganger of the left-wing retard. Presumably you're aware of this, right? And I, it's, it's just so fucking distasteful. I hate this shit. I hate these fucking endless... The, the subterfuge and the lying and the control... And the dishonesty, the lack of just basic fucking honor. So here is this twist. It's now kind of the case that these people, uh, you know, they're not really Jews in the sense, I don't want to go into the whole goddamn thing, but they're fucking the, the, the Israelis, let's say. These people are not known as 
really belligerent, like great warriors, right? It's, I'm sorry, but talk to any, you know, reasonable uh, Jew that you run into on, and it'll be like, no, of course not. But, you know, we, we, uh, we count money and we fucking make jokes and this sort of shit is standard. Like, they know that. Maybe this is just Americans, but these people are not. Um, but yet, with, uh, I'm pretty sure they have all types of American advisors over there. And fuck, fuck you. If you have signed on for that shit, fuck you. Burn in hell, you colossal piece of shit. Just following orders. Yeah. Anyway, I can feel myself being pulled, in, just literally pulled into the underworld right now. What I, what I want to ask is, is it just me or is there something just too goddamn obvious here about the much, 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 much storied oppressed in this case becoming the oppressor it's just too it's too stupid on its face for even me to believe um i really wonder you know maybe the the sort of forces that are being toyed with because no matter what the algorithm is in play um I don't believe any of this shit about how, uh, well, by April 2024, we Twitter will be entirely free of some massive number of programs installed to control the narrative. I don't know, dude. I doubt this a lot. And I sort of see this as a bad omen. Um, As in, there's so much um, fuel now placed in this narrative space. So many ways to flip-flop and re-categorize shunt and then obscure and then ultimately clamp down again I don't know but I have to conclude my my intuition based on that is not that we're on the edge of uh, free speech or, or we're on the edge of the like the great big move by the fucking cabal or something. Now, I think that at this point, um, we're much closer to a massive, uncontrolled uh, clusterfuck leading to a giant, yeah, potentially catastrophic step down in what, in the trajectory of well, collapse, whatever. Anyway, those are my thoughts on that. Last note. 
I think I corrected the correction, so I have to correct it. I think maybe it really was. The number is something like a quarter of a million illegals crossed the border just this last month. Because um, even I was like, nah, it's got to be like 12,000, right? Nah, I, I don't know. I think it's... I think it's closer to some freakish. So there you go. That is another um, element of fuel. And I think, well, you know, I guess this point is not quite done. I think that part of this intuition comes from, uh, what has it been, about 10 days? 10 days of exposure to... The type of Americans, the type of citizens who absolutely do not care about anything at all. They don't know. They don't want to know. They, they are fighting on behalf of your demiurge, your block time. And seeing how ripe they are... Um, to be, as mentioned, recalibrated, um, fired up about the next thing, or the new thing, or not even fired up, just ready to sign on the dotted line. Yep, that's the thing. That's what we got to do. Raise rates, lower rates, UBI, clamp it down, whatever. Whatever the fucking... And we. I think everyone that listens to this particular podcast knows there's out there in the future somewhere is some series of events. And I've never really thought that it was a red button that somebody finally pushed. But it could definitely be a sort of series of accidents as maybe somebody was trying to build that red button. There's, there's a lot of indication that some red fucking buttons are being built. The ghost of Jeffrey Epstein still howls uh, in the New Mexican moonlight, if you will. Okay, so I am not going to hold myself to an hour in this episode. I'm not sure it's necessary. I'm not sure anybody can fucking ha handle it or needs it. But rest assured, despite this project being a fucking financial failure... I will, per I will persist. And um, perhaps the new format will open things up. I have to say that having worked for four, yeah, about four years now. Maybe 20, 20, 20, Yeah. Behind the scenes, through very limited means, in order to get my novel into the hands of some people who could do something with it. As I pick up people's leaves and chop down their fucking trees and fix their shit. And the truth is that I've been in similar places with this book, with other things as well, uh, previously. Man, I don't recommend it. If you have to do it, if you're driven by something beyond this world to do it, fine. I'm happy to relay my experience. Um, 
But to get anybody to care about anything is... Oh, dude, it takes all the cunning, all the stamina, patience that you can imagine having to muster. And then, like, what do they say? Uh, adjust your expectations, prepare to be disappointed. Whoo, buddy. Yep. Now, I, I don't know what will happen with these six players that are all sitting in some... But, um, as you know, my motivation is not of this world, and so we will see. I believe that the, the Warhorse listenership in the last year, there was one episode that went out and 15% of the listenership dropped. I think it was when I started to call people fat. And I don't think they like that. And so I needed to win winnow these people away because you're a joke, you know. I needed to winnow the, the orthospergs away because you're a fucking joke. And I have uh, most of those types of people. It's hard to really know who is who even though you interact with them maybe on Instagram. Some of them let you know who they are. Some of them don't. Um, if I if I seem like you know if we if we have communication and I don't really put the pieces together, fucking forgive me. It's it's because you know the name on your email is like um, dog band seven twelve thirteen nine or whatever. As well the. I think the LARPing uh, collapse nicks, they were sort of first to drop. And uh, I'll take, yeah, take it as an opening. Um, it was never, to me anyway, I, I think it'd be easier to just, I couldn't do it. I mean, you know, I couldn't like bring myself to I don't know, what, have one more ham radio guy on that none of us are going to fucking listen to or get get the goddamn license, you know, and do some sort of prepper-related shit. No, not, not my style, dude. Not interested at all. But it took a long time for those guys to sort of pry their, unass themselves from the, the program. And it's... My, why would I do that? Don't you just want to turn a dollar? No, I don't. I, I really, I do. That'd be nice. But not at uh, the cost of what I believe. Um, I don't just believe in some canned horse shit. I believe in something particular because I think in the particular is where you fucking survive. All right. So speaking of particulars and survival, two years ago, I sat in, I think a different parking lot at that time and recorded this, and maybe it was this one. Maybe I was just, I'm on sort of the back side because I have to um, have to watch who is coming and going through the, um, the rear entrance of authentic Mexican cuisine. Evidently, there may be... Um, a variety of malcontents working in the kitchen. Maybe even illegals. I don't know. I'm not sure. 
they may be engaging in illegal activities, such as the sniffing of cocaine and uh, marijuana, marijuanas. I made this point that you, you, you don't have any choice um, with this. And it's a very difficult, dicey point, and I cannot refer you to some quote or some program. I've referred you to everybody who's better at this than me. I've tried to be pretty honest about, you know, or just, and I've repeated it. Like, there are certain practical pieces and pedagogical pieces and spiritual, philosophical, scientific pieces that only James Bowery, as far as I know, has cracked the lid on. And he's in the same boat as me. You can lead the horse to, to water, etc. There are various attitudes that somebody like T-Bone can, you know, outlooks, points of view, obvious uh, survival package. There are a similar contribution from a guy like D, who will definitely be back in several forms, I think. And I've attributed as where I can. So I can't attribute this to anybody because I have been through it. And I'm sure it's out there. Some, some you know, 70s fucking man poet or whatever who died like Jim Harrison. That's the guy I was trying to think of the other day. Who said, if you can't devote your whole life to it, just don't do it. Jim Harrison. I believe he died in southern uh, Arizona, actually. In some sort of strange oasis where a variety of odd birds, like birds that are not found anywhere else in North America, would you believe that there are shit tons of parrots in Phoenix? Yeah, those little green ones with the pink heads. So many people have gotten these parrots and then just let them go that they're now, like, you know, semi, I guess they're invasive or whatever, but they're here and they're breeding and they're surviving just fine. And they're a joy. They're, other than the owls, um, and the grackles. Nobody loves a fucking grackle except for me. Love those grackles. They are funny. They're like the monkeys of birds. I love to watch them in the parking lots. I love to watch them shit on people's cars and eat their cigarettes, pick up the french fries and fight over them. <laughs> it really brings a smile to my face. Almost nothing that humans do anymore brings a smile except kids, and musicians. It's tough, dude. You got to fight. I think uh, I think T-Bone would agree that you have to finally sort of place yourself within the war and then somehow become human in the war. This is maybe the lesson. The, the, you know, you can quote Blood Meridian all fucking day, and yeah, you're hard, dude. You fat fuck can't even get off the couch. You live utterly dependent on the just-in-time system. Just shut the fuck up. But you can still do that. You can still place yourself 
right in the center of the suffering and then deal with it. I think this is what 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 homogenization, what the technocrats are are not they at the end of the game, it's not just individuation, it's not just alienation, it's not even white, black, or whatever else. And it's not something as uh, nebulous and gay as, well, humanity. It's something like the acceptance that within this framework, within this narrative context, in which you, you cannot know the whole game, like Heinlein said, be everything. Be the opposite of a fucking specialized insect. And you can only do this through engagement. And all of the efforts, the psychological, the physical, material, biological, the agents of poison and destruction, the fucking financial, the usurious dog shit, it, it is most crucially maybe a a program of numbing Hoffman was right on this point amnesia abulia and apathy so if you wind your way through something like the program of esoteric survivalism I think mostly laid out I'm sure I'll revisit it one form or another. What you really have is a, a curated, incomplete, but highly effective distillation of... No, it's not syncretism. That's not what I'm doing here. It's uncompartmentalized... distillation I suppose it's a new cocktail dude try it for you now for this man living here you wind your way through them how many of the uh, what is it four now four subscribers I'm joking but not by much um, how many will I, I even, you know, I can so, I cannot be told what to do. <laughs> Have you figured this out yet? I will not be told what to do. I'm not going to pitch a big stink about it. I'm just going to turn and walk the fuck away, dipshit. Fuck you. So if I'm, this is why I can't be a life coach or a fucking really anything like that. You see the problem, right? I put it in front of you. I don't expect you. I, I expect that nobody will do it. But let's say that you're the, the lone, all of this was just simply for you. And it was an example of one man distilling these things. They're pretty good. You got to admit, you know, the curation, the taste, the intangible, that's there in spades, in my opinion. Go look elsewhere and prove me wrong. You can't? Okay, we're back. Some of those elements are inarguable. You're not going to escape them, you know? 
uh, you're not going to escape that particular explication of the warrior's way. It's not the gay rainbow Jesus shit. It's not the fucking, uh, you know, wounded heart veterans association. Can I have another check, please? Uh, because I, I was a foreign fighter. It's none of this shit. It's something far scarier than that, than either of those. And both of those are watered down. Again, pull out the essence, round it off, and show me how I can mass produce it. It's literally the opposite of that. And in this way, it's literally the only thing that's going to fight what appears to me to be, you know, a Borg, a slime mold. Something like... You know, they're saying that prions are going to be the fucking the scapegoat for the vaccine injuries or what have you. Uh, something like that, you know. Something that is neither alive nor dead. Uh, no one really wants to touch it. Don't talk about it. And sure as fuck, don't uh, expose me to it. That is what actually, uh, that's a pretty fair analogy, I think, for, you know, the annihilation um, the quiet, if the program continues and you still want to be out, you still want to get your Twinkies and you still want to fucking participate, uh, I would invest in, I would, I would create something that is suicide, but without the suicide, just like Zizek advised. The Canadians haven't figured it out. It's real clear what that is. You know, make it a retreat. Maybe Jim Jones had had something uh, on the ball there. And I wouldn't worry too much about the boomers. You're not going to get them to do it. If they think that they will. These people are not. That is <laughs> such a fucking misread on what the boomer is, man. Now, the boomer is going to... He's going to suck. It's a black hole himself. He's going to become the black hole and suck everything or as much possible down with him or her as they go. If you take whatever elements seem applicable, I, I don't really think that meditation... Now, in T-Bone's case, he, he does kind of have a pass because as has been pointed out, you know, driving is a... It's like the American modern form of meditation. You'd have to be very um, stupid to think that in your pride that it's, it was just set out for you and this was God's ordained path and thus it's meditation and you're good. You would have to go in, probably dabble in a few practices, and then convert it. That was my experience on a 2,000-mile trip with screaming kids and fucking two dogs. Not to mention a pregnant wife and no money. And it fucking works. And... There's, there's things like this, but to invent the wheel is retarded in this case. I don't really think you can argue with the ubiquity of what PRI is pointing to and the necessity to approach the problem from the physical into this, the numinous. I think that if you do get around to reading Miles Hollingworth, um, again, the anti-biography, just simply called uh, Wittgenstein or Ludwig Wittgenstein, 
you have an incredibly convincing case, but perhaps more convincing is just the doing of it. And uh, I will offer to you, I will, I will suggest that you can, you can do it all in one hour. You can do two rounds of meditation. And a, now if you're fucking, now you can, let me backtrack. You can do like the maintenance in one hour. If you are like skinny fat or you are fucking way out of shape or whatever, you have metabolic, you, you got to go like yesterday, bro. You have to go ball full tilt fucking boogie. Because you cannot approach it the other way. You are not, you know, well, we're spiritual creatures, Andy. Someone, someone at the grocery store told me that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Probably. Fair enough. But you are living out and engaging in the religion, the anti-religion, precisely as set forth for you by your enemy and you serve your enemy and you serve the fucking mold despite whatever jive you know how late you stay up at night and how much you hem and haw and how fucking edgy you are on in, and how many guns you have or money you fucking accumulated or any of this other shit take it from the guy that, that I started out as well with admitting one thing I have learned in this life about myself and people just like me is that there is this inherent resident ambivalence toward order it is neither rejection nor adoption this will take you a long way in your analysis of James Hurley and your notion, you know, the notion that we were all uh, sort of brought up with. Are you a jock or are you a nerd? Are you a greaser? I don't know. Fuck, dude. I'm pretty sure I'm like a mountain man who's tenant. Uh, I'm on sort of like a sort of forced leave from the bureau stuffed in a mega metropolis mirage in the southwestern desert. Kit Carson will own this whole vast fucking region, no matter if there's a Reconquista or anything else, till till the second coming. There was never a fucking badder dude than that on this land. I'll take your fucking Jack Coffee Hayes and your Geronimos and I will stuff them up your ass using my Kit Carson fucking green glove. Now, you have to listen very carefully to every episode to understand what the hell that just meant. But hopefully you get the, the caveat, right? The, the preamble here, which is to say, I know that even if you don't live with the extremity of this sort of ambivalence, you didn't make it to a podcast like this by... Uh, you know, subscribing to everything, some program that some unknown dickhead fucking put out on the internet. 
But for the love of Christ, do yourself and your fucking children a goddamn favor. And instead of fucking considering this, I don't know. I mean, is this entertainment? I have no idea how people really view it. Is it a LARP for you? I'm not a pagan, dude. I'm not, I'm not a fucking soldier. I'm not a vet bro, dude. Just understand that the road I have described, uh, the, the difficulty therein is made shorter. The difficulties are lessened by coming to understand that the set of practices become primary you know they become how you quote provide they become how you lead they become how you survive and if they don't then you are living in like a 180 degree world and you're accepting you're no you're not even accepting well you're accepting the setup which is an empty fearful hope and you know as well as I do that it's a hundred percent doubt the reason Munley's a fucking albino is because your race isn't coming to save you. Did you go and save your race? Is the first person that's going to betray you, does he look just like you? Yeah. Are the other people that don't look like you going to betray you? Yeah, of course. But you fucking knew that. But you're standing around banking everything on something that is not going to happen. So don't do that. Why isn't it going to happen? Because, man, we went over it 600 fucking times. They're cowards. And where real cowardice comes from is the mirror. This is, this is the actual story of humanity here. Narcissus, Narcissus, excuse me, looking in the pond. Dude, there's, what, 4,000, you know, fairy tales or myths that we plug into the same category just worry about that one that's the trick of the mold it's all right there that's the trick of the projection that's how uh, you know what is it I forget the guy's name the king that's you know he's soured and made disgusting by worm tongue worm tongue is inside of you like a worm living in your fucking head. No, dude, it's not an actual worm. It's this thing within you that you spend all of your life numbing. It's the avoidance pattern. And the only lever into that is through the central nervous system. The only way into the central nervous system is limiting the amount of breath, which means you're going to confront a panic at some point, a habitual panic. And in doing so, all of the other problems raise up out of the ground like, like, like the demonic dead in some fucking uh, horror movie. And all of a sudden, you're fucking petrified because you have to manage all of this. This is all, you did all of this to yourself. 
this is impossible to manage. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to live in a fantasy where someday this is going to all come down to one 50 caliber bullet from a rooftop or a mountain. And as long as I make that shot, which never I know is never going to actually come, and I know would never actually make any fucking difference, as long as I just stick with that, you, that's all it is, man. It's a fucking persistent lie that you tell to yourself. All right, so there's the... I guess maybe we won't make it to an hour. So after you, you get all through this, right? There comes this point where what what you have finally, what, what do you let go of? You know, it's all letting go, simplifying. You let go of the numbing agent and you have to soberly. It doesn't matter if you get drunk and you blubber and cry and wow, it didn't work, dude. That's an indication of a sickness that you should probably take some time and address. Just as all of these things are the same ultimate sickness of the soul. And there is not a word for this. Again, there is not a movie I can point to where this process is undergone. It is, you will know you have gone through it when, as I say, the ironic distance between you and God has diminished. It's noticeably no longer and people say, well, I changed. And Transcendental Meditation points out, if you are doing, quote, the work, like the Gurdjieffian sort of work, or the work of meditation, or the psyche, or any of these sorts of schools, and it's dependent on a mood, then you really have, I think this is more a female problem, um, but it's also a male problem in one simple sense. The, the female has always has many varieties and the male has this one. And this is this bullshit, disinterest, I don't give a fuck sort of thing. You want to know how hard the, the fucking vet bros got psychologically ass-raped in the past 25 years? Look at the instance, uh, the, the rise of the idea of zero fucks given. Well, it's just a catchphrase. Yeah, and that's why you paid $45 for the t-shirt, right? That is just a catchphrase. No, that's a supporting line in the lie that you tell yourself. That's what it is. It's dangerous for people that will say things like that to be around. And so, it's, it's difficult to get anybody to you know have it like believe it or and it's really I mean I told you before if I had not been pressed into it there was no human pressing me it wasn't some bullshit story about an angel walking into my life and a little cherub saying Andy repent and so I have a hard time even imagining you know because all the sages say like what buddy I mean to think that this is as McCarthy said, like, it's just vanity. Well, it's, as Ecclesiastes said, yeah, it is, but so is all your shit, too. Put that one in your fucking pipe and smoke it. What I can only promise you from my, ba- from my experience that nobody was around to witness and that I've, I don't, I think I've maybe talked to one person about this, you know, when you let go of the numbing agent, when you get down in through the physical to what you have a you have a reason in there. 
you have a thing, a lie. Uh, unions call it a mask. That's not very helpful. I don't, I, a lot of you, the reason I think Cormac hates Jung is because he invented all this stupid fucking like deflective and uh, obscurant language around shit that was already long, long, long ago identified. The best I can tell you is that when you take away the numbing agent, you are standing at the edge of an ocean of sorrow. And somehow in the glints on the water is is every other feeling. And this is where Castaneda was earned his $50 million and earned all the poon that he got and earned, you know, that life. The only thing you really have is not, you don't have logic. It was here before, when everyone got here. It's easily corruptible as well. You don't have your body. Are you a spiritual being having a human experience or what what do you want to do? You don't possess your loved ones. And it's dangerous. It is a dangerous thing for for an organize for any organization, you know, to organize society. You cannot have a man like Jim Bridger now. Think about what you, you can't even have. A, and I I told you before many times, Bruce Springsteen has become uh, this. Just to me, I identify him as this like the worst of the worst liberal husk. Nonetheless, at the point where he did sort of crawl out of New Jersey, fucking white trash upbringing, say whatever you will, I, you know, and I don't really, I think he peaked and I, the only thing I really care about, frankly, is born in the USA. Probably came out in 1985. I didn't check on that one. But that man, as just one example, okay, he had fire. And a fire was lit inside of him. And as my mentor said to me, this is all, this is the only thing that I can really hope for you. That I could really, all of this effort, not to kindle a fire so that you'll be in the NBA. Not, none of that. He, to think that some fucking felon, a multiple time felon, some would say rapist uh, and scam artist. One of the, there's this place called Lake Oswego in just outside of Portland. And my family's, my family actually, uh, did you know this? I don't know, I don't know if I mentioned this. They founded that town in like 1850 or something. And I have lived there. My family, my, you know, my immediate family has lived there. And the joke, because Oregon has so few black citizens, and especially, like, there are none there. It's called Lake No Negro instead of Lake Oswego. Very clever, yeah. But Howard was there. Howard could come and go. And isn't it just beyond any fucking probability that a guy such as that would be able to accomplish that dream, that goal. I'm not, you know, trading money with you for education, for basketball so much as I 
have taken you on as a student in the hopes that some desperate hope, a, a hail fucking Mary, that for whatever reason, that spark will kindle a fire in you. It worked, and uh, I haven't. I haven't really arrived at much more than that myself, other than to say that I don't think that we survive. The, the ultimate takeaway, you know, if I, I've, I've attempted to do this somewhat recently, like how do you boil down esoteric survivalism? What the fuck is it just re, rewarmed, you know, rehashed mysticism? Well, I mean, some, yeah, kind of. But there's something for you now and me to to see that is like a stark uh, relief silhouette, black and white. It's so it could not be. I mean, I don't know how like peasants who had to get up in the fucking dreary ass rain to slop the hogs or whatever for uh, you know to maybe pay off two pennies of interest in the medieval times. But, but maybe that's the thing is like the actual spark is something way way beyond rebelliousness or um, order or any of that shit but without it um, there is nothing and so you wade your way through this, through meditation and simplifying your life and um, being quiet. And eventually you come to some, a feeling. And what you have to do is, as with a fire, right? You have to let it do its thing. And all of the the programming, the, the the absolute danger, like everyone says, oh, the, like I said earlier, the great switcheroo. The great switcheroo, dude. Is evidenced, you know, here in this uh, Israeli conflict, I suppose. Like the thing that you purportedly despise is what you are about to become. Ah, uh, that can't happen. <laughs> Christ's sake, buddy. Watch. Watch and see. I mean, it's already happening. Liberal mayors. I don't know if we can handle this. I just, we have to do something now. Isn't it the Christian thing to do? To just let them in? Keep them? This isn't an anti-Christian diatribe. This isn't anything like that. We what's the line? Like you're meddling with forces. Oh yeah, it's network. We have meddled with forces uh, beyond control, beyond. But but there's some type of 
if you will, telos, a narrative that's going to roll out. And I think, in large part, the reason that you can be assured it's going to roll out and it's, is because of this feature where, don't get me wrong, you know, if you think that I'm, I'm going to turn this, I already turned this corner long ago. My, my corner was turned the other way, I think, than most of the people I speak to or I'm engaged, you know, with now. Um, If you can be quiet enough for long enough to just see like the glimmer of a thing, a feeling. I'm not going to tell you what a feeling is. As mentioned once, I think, I asked. I, I've looked and I've uh, researched it and nobody actually knows, man. It's not fucking a material thing. It's not a biological thing. It's not, you know, is your anger the same as my anger? I don't mean, no, no, I don't think so. And if it is, I don't think that would be a good thing. As, as I think I left this thread on, you know, loose here, the Heinleinian ideal would be, would eventuate into a type of individual who can do everything. And then in this mass of individuals who can do everything fate destiny higher forces gods can operate in a situation where none of that shit and everyone is is in play and everyone is specialized but worse you have the inversion a satanic demonic whatever inversion of this notion of what a feeling is do you think for a second that John Grady Cole sitting on a fucking hilltop, stuffing a glowing barrel into a, like, 45 long colt wound in his fucking ass cheek has any, doesn't have any feeling? Do you think that if you were the man with no name, the high plains drifter, fucking just get in a massive gunfight, bone the hottest lady in town, roll out of there with a couple new guns and a jar full of whiskey, that you have no feelings? When was the last time that you plugged into the cubicle and you walked out and you had a... There's literally a term for this now. It, from I heard this from a fucking licensed psychologist. They're called big feelings. Are you having big feelings, little baby boy? What the narrative that shut everybody down... One, yeah, that was Hollywood and that's the usual players. Do the fucking math. What the narrative about the laconic fucking character is, it, it was like a, a morsel, a fucking treat that was just so tasty. Its rewards were so nice that they just gobbled up. Fuck it. Fuck the consequences. I can't even see the consequences right now. This is, this is better. And that was like the anti-spark, the anti-fire that has consumed everything. Most of, you can verify all of this in a million different ways, man. Most of the internet is just this, you know, dead, numb, non-feeling, and fake feeling. 
it's largely in the female side. It's going to be just pure, utter fucking bullshit. The marketing and sales of the simulacrum of feeling. And there's no heart to it. There's no depth that they will not sink. Whether it's childbearing shit, where it's pregnancy, whether it's fucking marriage, death, anything, they will suck it fucking dry. At the same goddamn time, on the male side, you have things like the red pill or whatever. You got to keep your feelings to yourself. The whole point of this was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep them to yourself because you don't expect anybody else to ever be able to feel that exact that same thing. But we've drifted. We're not even in a place now where I can say to you, one fucking uh, straight man to another. And you have these phrases like, I feel you, bro. Nah, man, Jesus Christ. That is the type of, that's marketing uh, jingle jangle horseshit that's, we're so removed from the urgency of this loss that it's actually kind of comforting if somebody says that. It's beyond pathetic. It's not in the realm of the human anymore. And the only goddamn way that you are going to fucking save yourself is by doing what I'm trying to describe here. Lay in your goddamn bed, day after day, night after night, till this ocean of sorrow, you accept that it exists. That's what being a man and keeping it to yourself really actually is. Is living in the Heinleinian sense with all of it. Like my dad said, there's always something that you can do better than somebody else. There's always the Jerry Sheesting who you can pull off in the last three seconds, cold as fuck, uh, pick and roll, five screens, get him open at the three-point line, and you have an automatic three. Nobody remembers who Jerry Sheesting is, dude. I don't think that Jerry Sheesting, you probably meet him at Lowe's or fucking Home Depot, and he is never going to tell you that he was in the NBA once. He, he himself doesn't give a fuck about it. But there is the act of power. And that is a totally different thing. And maybe that's what Jerry Sheesting had. Who could know? Does he live by you? Give, ask him. Tell him there is this crazy motherfucker on the internet who spent two years, he for, he forlaid the Jerry Sheesting bit two years ago. And uh, in this COVID period, he moved about seven times. I was married, that is, I was remarried. I did not take the shot. I gained and lost numerous jobs. Put out my, my fucking novel. Started this project. I've had two, and I'm five months out from three sons. That's what I've done in fucking four years. And I probably don't, probably goes without saying that, you know, none of that would have happened if it wasn't for this moment. 
I wonder sometimes, you know, if any more, the reason that it's so hard to describe and, um, is because it's this, it's the, it's the place where the word ends. It's this Wittgensteinian place where you fucking understand what is meant by this idiotic fucking kitschy stupid phrase you know uh, you're a spiritual being having a human experience for me it, it's completely fucking irrelevant in that in that experience completely absolutely fucking irrelevant the distinction between the two or whatever there was none there's super nature and there's something some type of a tally, but it's not a tally. It's more like, it's not a, a, a man in the sky, you know, with a ledger. And it's not like the, the, the silly, oh, well, it's, it's the mere version of you. It's worse even than that. It, it, it's kind of you, but And it's not so much the, the progress. There's no word. It's not really. I don't. There may be something like a, a you know vast uh, teleological principle of metempsychosis and all that sort of shit. Absolutely. Um, that's kind of the way I lean. But at this fucking baby level, where everything is circumscribed for you, where the order is here, you do nothing. I do nothing to preserve the constancy of my experience of myself, much less gravity or the way that chemicals relate or any fucking other thing. You're just like me. You can hardly fucking bring yourself to face what is right in front of us all. And, uh, you know, to, to try and put a word, it's something like, it's not progress, but it's something like um, how much you lived or something like that. And it's, it is not, BAP, BAP is a juvenile, you know, in terms of what I'm talking about. The, the, the piracy and the Caribbean bullshit is all just a giant fucking cover-up for some other politically fucking motivated and funded scheme. But the reason it works is for what I, the principle that I just laid the fuck down as best I can. That is not a principle that it's the opposite of what can be Juiced, You know, you cannot reduce this to its fucking essence and then package it and sell it. You cannot go to an ayahuasca journey and do it. You have, maybe because there really are DMT fucking elves, I don't know, but you have to do it alone. And it's only done in this way. And you may have to quit whatever you do now in order to get there. Or make serious modifications. If your wife won't allow you to pursue that, what the fuck is she? She's just the person that tells you what to do? What the fuck kind of man are you anyway? There is a way. There is a fucking way. And while the coping strategies and methods, you know, that are common will preserve you to an extent within block time, None of it addresses this other thing that is real. The green aether grid of fire. The green Jesus fire. 
It's a moment that Castaneda calls absolute abandonment. And he's using literature and metaphor to describe the leaping off of this cliff into the unknown. It's very fantastic. It's very Latin. I'm trying to tell you as one fucking white boy to another what it really is is gaining enough repetitions of letting go of desire and illusion. You know, the lies that you tell yourself, the lies that you allow. I, and I know, dude, I know that almost none of you can even bring yourself to say, yeah, when I close my eyes and I fucking look at my thoughts, it's just, it's just me clinging to one thing or another. Well, I got that. I know that's a worry, but there's that. There's this. I'm working on that, and that'll happen. There's always that. If you let go of it all, you don't actually see death. And you can will yourself to experience something like that. It's, again, it's worse than that. It's a vastly bigger burden. And this is the thing, this pro, this, this non-progress progression, whatever metempsychosis must really be. You see, and it, it isn't even guilt that you feel. And I imagine that, you know, if this is in any way close to the truth, Man, the, I think that it's a metaphor, right? The recycling, you, you come back as you're a murderer and you're a bug. This is part of my, my problem with all that karma shit. Is like, well, the, the, none of the numbers really work out and I have to do a lot of kind of rejiggering uh, to make what what seems, you know, the, the intuitions here that, that do feel possible or likely or just as likely as anything else. But if you look at it again, you can see that you're applying all of this world's sort of uh, value system to it. And if you write me and you tell me that you experienced this, I'm going to fucking, you know, metaphorically hang up the phone on you. Because there's, if you do it, there will be no need to, uh, for any of that. Maybe because, you know, in large part what you're, what you're letting go of was the image uh, that you built based on these projections of, I say it's three, but that's all I really have access to. It could be 30 generations. Slowly, because certainly the law and the corruption of the law plays a massive role. It's not just women. It's ultimately dudes that did it. So yeah, this is this moment that I don't have a word for. I don't think it's repentance. I don't think it's metanoia. I think all of those things were descriptors that were used after this moment. And I don't think that 2,500 years ago, it worked like it works now. 
And I probably met, I don't know, maybe not 100, but probably 50 different priests and had meaningful discussions with them. And this has never come up. So that's why I think that Jesus is a navigator, a navigational tool. Not a tool in the sense like an inert being. No, I think if it matters at all, you know, whatever you are or whatever I am is going to be re-understood in, in that light. And I guess to close this season, you know, with the promise of uh, the passenger, riding passenger to the warhorse, um, I take a, a pretty large measure of reassurance that the guy's last lines are, um, you know, I'm going to float away on a little pallet singing the last pagan on earth quietly to myself. I don't, I don't, that's poetry, you know, that's as close as that man can get to it. And I don't think I can beat it to death anymore. I've approached it from every oblique angle that I can. I think enough, sufficient, so that there's still room for you to operate and the mystery is preserved. And I'm not bound. You know, as Castaneda advises, you will not, you will not find me in this in this weird stew. You can still DM me because fuck it. Okay, my friends. I imagine we will reconvene sometime in uh, 2024. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I wish you and yours the best. And um, as always, adios, amigos.